Happy trade deadline day, everybody. And also part two with Neil from the Devil's State of Mind podcast. Still more in store, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. Happy trade deadline, everybody, or not happy trade deadline, depending on which team you are, but it is the trade deadline, so... Uh, A little later in the afternoon, we're going to see which New Jersey Devils players will continue playing at the Prudential Center in Devils sweaters and which players will be on the move. And we'll see if my predictions, Christie's predictions, uh, Matthew Zader's predictions, or Neil's predictions, which, by the way, we are doing a part two crossover from uh, yesterday's episode. So if you haven't checked that out, please pause this podcast and give it a listen. But we'll see uh, all the predictions, if they will come true or not. We'll see which players are on the move, whether it be in Vancouver or uh, whether it be in New Jersey. We've already been seeing uh, some moves being made by the Philadelphia Flyers and also the Florida Panthers. Really sad for the Flyers. Really not really, but still, uh, you know, you got to feel somewhat sympathetic towards their organization because it, the writing was on the wall. They lost their longtime captain, but this is not locked on Panthers or locked on Flyers. This is locked on Devils, and we're going to see what the New Jersey Devils do later in the day. And by the way, before anything happens, I just want to give a disclaimer. I am recording this episode uh March 20th early Sunday morning and this will be published on Monday morning in case anything happens in the New Jersey Devils organization at any point during Sunday just giving that disclaimer it just like I said in case anything does happen so just putting that out there this is early Sunday morning that I am doing this recording and this goes live on Monday just that disclaimer okay so uh, like I said, I am going to do a part two crossover with Neil from the Devil State of Mind podcast. Basically, we left off with me asking the question saying, is it possible the New Jersey Devils could get maybe a first round draft pick from Pavel Zaka? Today's episode, we're going to continue with our discussion. And he's also going to bring up towards the end of the episode what the situation is for Mackenzie Blackwood. And could he possibly be on the move for the New Jersey Devils? Because this story is still developing. It's still relatively new. Mackenzie Blackwood apparently switched agents. And that's usually never a good sign we already know that he was in some hot water early on in the season before the season even started because you know he was recovering from his heel surgery and also he was one of the few devils players to uh refuse to get a COVID shot he uh eventually came around but still uh, according to neil that kind of caused some turmoil but anyway i don't want to spoil anything save that for later in the episode but just giving you guys a heads up part two today and we'll see what happens with the Devils organization come Monday afternoon. So I guess when this episode goes live, we'll see what happens later on in the day. And we'll see if any predictions come true. We'll see if the New Jersey Devils uh, completely change their roster or if it's going to remain the same. Most likely it's going to remain the same. But let's see if they're able to get maybe a solid backup goalie. But we'll see what happens. And before we bring in Neil for part two's crossover, I want to give you guys the first and second library this morning. The first one comes from our friends at Built Bar. So this is usually the time of year that I pretty much have given up on my New Year's resolution but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you ever tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting protein bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and they're covered in 
100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamon, churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These flavors are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. Low calorie, high protein. Replace that candy bar with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which again, and the difference is night and day. They have mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new this month, white chocolate, cookies, and cream. They are all delicious, and they're all flavors uh, all the time coming out. If you think a flavor might be good, they'll make it, and it'll be delicious, and it'll be good for you. I don't know how they do it. But they always make it work. So the offer is go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 50% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 50% off at built.com. And now the second live read comes from our friends at betonline.net. So it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us from the latest odds, contests, and players props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Can you believe that I have a 99% bracket despite me missing a few picks? I'm doing amazing right now in March Madness. So BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at LockedOnBets for all your sports betting needs there as well okay time to talk to neil from the devil state of mind podcast for part two of our crossover take it away yeah i, I could i could see what i could see what you mean by there and um going back to what i was say, talking to matthew zader of the hockey writers um you know i i just said i'm sorry but brock besser me giving up a first round draft pick i you're absolutely right the, the this draft class is nothing special but still that first round draft pick could be used for artillery in another set deal that could give Mm -hmm. us something a little bit better. But it, it, and, but the thing I'm looking at is just like Brock Besser, he's going to be a restricted free agent at the end of this year. So it's just like, can you convince him already to sign long-term with the devils or just jump aboard ASAP? So it's just like, that's the one thing that I'm just not willing to risk a first round draft pick for uh, the likes uh, of Brock Besser, you know, he puts up solid numbers and I think he would be a big help on our second line. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to like spread out the, the offense a little bit more, put him on the third line, Mm -hmm. but it's just, but it's just like, um, I'm just not really willing to give up a first round draft pick for uh, his services at this time. And then, and then Matthew Zader also said like, well, okay, what about, what about Holtz? Like, can you give me Holtz for um, for Brock Besser? I'm just like, Holtz is off limits. Off limits. I said Prospect unless you're Holtz. unless you're getting somebody like Patrick Kane in return, Holtz is off limits. <laughs> Holtz is off limits. Period. Yeah. So it's just like we'll trade any prospect not named Mercer, not named Hughes, and not named Holtz. We'll, 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 and not I, named and, Ball either. Not and not Kevin named Ball, Ball either. Kevin Ball is not going anywhere either. I would Any other that. prospect is negotiable, like yep. negotiable, but like those prospects yeah. we just listed, most mm-hmm. likely off. Unless you, and, and and going back to like Quinn Hughes, look, I know it's a log shot that we could like you know trade for him or something like that. It, that that is completely like in fantasy land. That is the the, the death. I can't talk right yeah. now. The definition of silly season. Yeah, like, it is. Like, that's a that's big. Not, that's a big. Like that's not going to happen anytime soon. But here's the thing. I, I do I, I did write an article on this because 
I say mm-hmm. getting Quinn Hughes is more of a Hollywood type move, just because, just because the thing, the, the fact of the matter is, with with Quinn Hughes coming to the New Jersey Devils, is like we already got a young defenseman named Hughes who can make a huge impact. His name is Luke, and right. we also got Dougie Hamilton. We got Ryan Graves. We got Jonas Siegenthaler. We got Damon Severson. Uh, you know, right. hopefully Ty Smith can turn it around. We have a lot of uh, talent on the defensive side of things. We don't need to add Quinn Hughes. And, you know, because uh, one of my colleagues from Pucks and Pitchforks put out this uh, trade scenario, trade Jesper Bra- the only acceptable trade that he would uh, be down for involving Jesper Brock because he says Jesper Brock is off limits and he will not even be entertained in trade discussions. But uh, one of three trades that I'll be okay with uh, Jesper Brock's name being involved in is if we trade Jesper Brock to the Canucks, for Luke Hughes, that is like what, or you know, something like that. And I'm just like, no. okay, I, okay, we be trading away, no, trade no. away too much offense for Quinn Hughes because we already got that kind of Quinn Hughes production on our team, and you know, Dougie Hamilton could realistically win a Norris Trophy in the next few years. I, I don't think that's a such a hot. Dougie day. Hamilton will win a Norris in the next two or three years. I'm telling you that right now. When when the team fully gets to where it needs to be. And we have our team that's going to compete. He will be at the forefront of it all. Um, as far as Quinn Hughes is concerned, look, guys, I mean, I, I hate to break it to you, but uh, Quinn Hughes is not going anywhere unless the Canucks or unless Quinn Hughes decides he's had enough and doesn't want to be there anymore. But they just well, signed him to a, they just signed him to a long term deal, and he's part of their he's part of their core in the rebuilding phase, and they have a lot of good pieces to build around. Elias Pettersson, uh, Hughes, Horvat. Um, Demko as well, even Brock Besser, if they do decide to sign him long-term, that could be also why they're trying to shed salary because maybe they are trying to have enough to give Brock Besser a long-term deal. I would say to a lot of people that I would lean more towards Besser's going to get that long-term deal from Vancouver than anything else. And I do think that there will be plenty of other options via trade or free agency for this team to get better. And Brock Besser is not the be-all and end-all when it comes to uh, moves. And as far as Jesper Brack getting moved, you're going to have to do better than Brock, than Brock Besser or Quinn Hughes to get me to move Jesper Bratt right now, because he is too valuable on this team. And like you mentioned just a moment ago, Trey, you're replacing offense with more defense. And we have enough defense on the back end now. And also in our farm system that we need to focus more on offense and certainly goaltending as well so that's that would be the way that i would look at it yeah and um here's something that could give you a false sense of hope uh quinn hughes is not projected to be an unrestricted free agent until the year 2026 Mm -hmm. whereas jack hughes will be an unrestricted free agent uh not until 2030 so we're talking four-year differential if Mm -hmm. all goes well with hughes Maybe the Devils will also sign him to an extension if they see some promise in him. Right now, he's right. showing that promise at the University of Michigan. He should have played for Team USA, but that's a discussion for another time. But mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, while I do feel as though trying to get all three Hughes brothers onto the roster is a Hollywood move, you know, because mm-hmm. that, that's what I just feel as though it, it is. It's just, you know, uh, it, it would be beneficial for the media because and maybe it'll get us on ESPN or Sports Center like all three Hughes brothers playing on the same team. You know, that doesn't happen in sports too often. Like you yeah. know, I remember the like the Stahl brothers. There, there was like four of them and all of them played in the NHL. PK Subban uh, they, they have uh, PK Subban has uh, two brothers like mm-hmm. 
you know, one of them plays in the NHL, the other plays in what the AHL, uh, ECHL, ECHL, East right? Coast, yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. So, so you know, like you know, there, there's obviously brothers throughout the entirety of sports, but it's just mm -hmm. like, how often do you get to have your brother play on the same right. team as you, or like three right. of them at least? So I feel as though that would be a Hollywood type of. That's mm -hmm. on ESPN. It'll get us on Sports Center, but same time, it's just like it's not going to really. Uh, in the long term, but right. at the same time, I'd said it is still possible, but don't get too deep with it because that, right. that can hurt our team, that can hurt us going forward. Wait until 2026 and we'll see what happens. But you know, 2026 that's uh, that's four years from now. I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen to me in four years, quite honestly. So I don't know what's gonna happen to Adele in four years. We'll True, possibly trade Jack Hughes because we we have no uh. Because uh, the uh, end site is nowhere to be seen. Could, could be, but at the same time, I'm not going to jump to conclusions on that. But overall, it's just like, um, let's talk more about like realistic trade scenarios for the Ducks. So, yeah. Um, so at the beginning of the show, we talked about, we talked about Pavel Zaka. We talked about David. We talked about um, who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, Jimmy VC. Like there's a, a PK Subban. There's so many players that could possibly be on the move for the Devils come to come to Monday. It's not looking likely. It's not looking promising that PK Subban will be going anywhere. My prediction mm -hmm. said on the show. I predict that PK Subban will be a New Jersey Devil after Monday. Yep. They will not terminate his contract, and they'll just wait until free agency and just say we're not extending. Yeah. That's, that's my prediction. And you know, David Severson, I would say until next year. For his services, he's an under the radar type of player. That's how we found him. He was originally signed to a PTO deal. Mm -hmm. You know, he tried out and he was able to um he was able to do big things for us. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at, first of all, as we mentioned before, the Devils don't really have a whole lot of options when it comes to selling. I mean, we're at that point where a lot of the guys that we have, we have them on multi-year deals that, uh, you know, we, we don't have to worry about too much. Um, at least this offseason, we don't have to, you know, make a whole lot of different moves. And we really, look, at the end of the day, there's always the possibility that the Devils could do literally nothing by the time Monday at 4 p.m. comes along. And I know people might get upset about that, but the trade deadline every year is like this, where we hear rumors and rumblings and potential, and then really only three or four moves actually happen. And then that kind of just, it is what it is. There is much more a likely possibility that the Devils could make a lot of moves in the offseason. That's what I would tell people, that focus more on the offseason for the Devils to make moves that are really going to catch your attention and say, wow. Look what we're doing left and right. From what I've been told, there is nobody in the NHL that has come even close to picking up the phone, talking to Tom Fitzgerald about making a deal for P.K. Subban. I think that the most likely situation is kind of going off of what you said, Trey, that by the time Monday comes around, P.K. will still be here. I do think, though, that the Devils will actually buy him out and allow him to go sign with someone else. I did hear that there are many GMs that are upset about the Devils potentially doing that, but I look at it from two directions. One, if you are upset about it, why don't you just make a move for him now? Why don't you just give us like a fifth and sixth round pick or whatever and just make the deal now and then just keep them? So then you don't have the situation. The other thing is this. 
Tom Fitzgerald is going to do what he thinks is best for the New Jersey Devils. He is also not going to just trade P.K. Subban away for literally anything. He is actually going to look to see if somebody will actually make somewhat of a decent offer for him. I'm not talking like a first-round pick or something like that, but something in which the Devil, maybe a prospect, maybe a prospect and like a mid a mid to late round pick. That could be something that the Devils could be okay with because they've retained salary before. When they dealt Taylor Hall to Arizona, they retained 30% of his salary. When they traded uh, Wayne Simmons away, they retained 50% of his salary. This is not something that the Devils have not done in the past. So this is, again, a point to make. So with Subban, I, I doubt anything is going to happen with him. With Jimmy VC, again, he will give up, he will bring us very little if anybody brings up any sort of offer. I actually can't, I actually don't see him getting moved either. So those right there are the two likely unrestricted free agents that we have that could get moved. That the market for them is very, very small, if if not existent at all. So that's where again, guys like Severson, Zaka, Ty Smith, guys like that, that's why those guys come up. Though that's why those guys come up as options for the Devils to move. The Devils have made it publicly clear that they're looking for top six scoring and they're looking for goaltending. I think that there will come a decision over the next 24 to 48 hours that Fitzgerald has to make with regards to what am I going to do about the goaltending for this season? And I think if you could look for somebody that could just fill in for Nico Dawes for the rest of the season, I think that's fine. Going with someone and, and John Gillies the rest of the year, I think we could all kind of deal with that and go into next year. And then with regards to a guy like Severson, for every good thing that Severson does, he does about five things wrong. That's the way that I look at Damon Severson. He is a boneheaded kind of player, boneheaded. He uh, makes a lot of mistakes. And for anybody to say that he's our best defenseman, is just trying to keep trying to be positive about a guy that has been decent at times, but he also makes a lot of mistakes. If there is a lot of value for Damon Severson, the fact that he still has a year in his contract and there could be a, a you could get a decent haul for him, it doesn't hurt to make a move for him now because you got a lot of options in your farm system that could come up and carry that low. Um, so there, there's that option. And then with regards to Zaka, I mean, Zaka's the most likely guy that's going to get moved, but could him getting hurt uh, this past week against Vancouver, could that end up hurting his entire um, – Stock potentially, but then again, we traded uh Sammy Votnin for a pick and Yami Klokinen while Sammy Votnin was on was on the injured reserve list and didn't play until the bubble several months later with Carolina. So it's possible with that. The Devils may also look at Zaka and say, you know what? If this is how teams are valuing valuing Zaka right now, it may be better to just wait till the offseason because then teams can focus on it a lot more. There's no, they're not under the gun with a timer that says you have this amount of time to make a deal and we could go from there. Now, the one guy that I mentioned sort of, you know, quietly, but I wanted to bring into more context is Mackenzie Blackwood. And I know that this is a touchy subject for some and a touchy and not a touchy subject for others. Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet had uh, talked about on his most recent 32 Thoughts uh, a couple of things that I wanted to share. And I'll share this as well on uh, my next episode of Devil's State of Mind Podcast, which, by the way, guys, will most likely new episode will come out on Tuesday, kind of recapping um, this game against uh, Edmonton and obviously 
the trade deadline as well. But I saw this today while I was on Twitter, and it was kind of interesting when I look at it. And it's from my good friend Duncan Field, uh, who I've interviewed before. He said this, Freeman on the Devils via 32 Thoughts podcast. One, it's been a hard year between both Blackwood and the Devils. And that's because of multiple reasons. Number one, the fact that Blackwood at first refused to get vaccinated kind of strained the relationship a little bit with the Devils. Uh, Blackwood is pissed off that the Devils rushed him back from his heel surgery. And I'd he be got pissed hit. off too. I'd be pissed off too. And he, changed a- and he changed agents, Blackwood did, which usually means if you're changing agents, you're trying to find your way out. It could be potential that Blackwood wants out of New Jersey, which to an extent, I wouldn't blame him. I also would say it's not the most major loss we've ever had when it comes to significant players because Blackwood, albeit hasn't had a whole lot of support, has also been very inconsistent himself and has gotten hurt several times. Now, he faces the whole Corey Schneider problem, but again, it's, it's an unfortunate thing. But, I don't mean to, I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, I actually talked about that on my show because I compared because I, I I saw what you posted saying that you know um, uh, Blackwood his career is heading down the same path it's as identical I, it's identical because yeah, you know both young goalies with a lot of potential, however it's just like injuries are setting them back they're being uh, overworked uh, they don't have a decent backup it's like we have to rely on them night in and night out. So I, I talked about mm-hmm. that on my show, and I would say I su- I actually kind of agreed with you in that regard. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. it's 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 true, and you don't have to look very far. I mean, I explained it on my posts. I explained it on the podcast, and uh, everybody that I've talked to is saying, "Wow, I didn't realize that till you brought it to light." And I said, "It's it's very obvious." So the Blackwood situation. First of all, the Devils have made Blackwood available. They've publicly made him available. So if somebody wanted him. The Devils would actually listen to an offer. So because Fitzgerald also said the Devils are going to go, quote, back to the drawing board with goaltending. And Blackwood may not be part of that. They may decide that, you know what, we've tried so many different things. It's not working out. He's not happy. We're not happy. It may be the better part of Valor to just end that relationship and move forward with a different direction. That could be something. But that was the first part. Uh Friedman also said the Devils are looking for wingers to play with Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes. The Devils also believe they're better than their record because of goaltending. So that's another point to make. They believe that they would be in a better position if their goaltending was sustainable, which it isn't. They also said um, Montreal and Vancouver are linked to Zaka. That was something that has been pretty obvious. Ty Smith trade possible, but not likely. He would be a guy that would be more, you'd have to blow them away with a deal uh, for them to move him. Also, with regards to Blackwood, uh, Ellie Freeman said this, you don't change agents because you're happy with your current situation, end quote. May have a hard time getting on same page with regards to injury and vaccination status caused a strain. And then also he said Blackwood and the team have had difficulties getting on the same page. So... That, ladies and gentlemen, I think is the most interesting thing about the New Jersey Devils. I know Greg Wyshynski of ESPN, who I've I've had the pleasure of interviewing on my podcast. He is a Devils fan, and he has talked about the fact that the Devils are one of, if not the most interesting team at the deadline, other than maybe Vegas, 
because the Devils could go in so many different areas that could benefit the team now and certainly in the future. And to me, I look at it this way. If you're not able to get on the same page with your supposed franchise goaltender, you gotta you gotta make the move. You you can't have a disgruntled player in your organization who has not been consistent, not entirely his fault, but hasn't been consistent and has that problem. So I would say this to Devils fans right now. Keep an eye on Mackenzie Blackwood over the next couple of days. Keep an eye on it. Because it very because he may very well not be a New Jersey Devil when it's all said and done. He very well could. The Devils could try to repair that relationship. But if he is not being able to stay consistently healthy, then I don't – I can't see it. I can't see that. And Blackwood becomes one of the more intriguing players from the goaltending market because he's still young, making a, a very low amount of money, and yet he's hurt, but that doesn't mean that he can't come back and recover fully 100%. So – that's something. And he's signed through next season. So that's another thing to mention, Trey. You talk about Severson being signed till, through next season. If you get a good value for him now, you might as well make the move now. And the Devils need to come to the decision at one point or another, what are we going to do long-term about goaltending? Because we've gotten screwed, unfortunately, in the last couple of years. We had Crawford retire before ever playing a game. We had to go with Scott Wedgwood, Eric Comrie, freaking Aaron Dell last season. And then this year we get Jonathan Bernier, but he gets hurt early in the year, hasn't played all year long. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he retired at season 10 because the man is 34 years old. The devils only have him for another year. And then you have the fact that we have played Scott Wedgwood. We let him go. We've had to play Nico Dawes, Akira Schmid. We had an emergency backup goaltender local to the area that had to suit up for a game. And now we have John Gillies playing with Nico Dawes. And this is the most consistent we've had in the entire season. So if you're going to go off of the de- what Fitzgerald is saying about going back to the drawing board, Mackenzie Blackwood is a guy that very well could be on the move as a very surprising move, either at this deadline or in the offseason. So that's something to keep very much in mind. But the Devils are most likely, if they're going to do anything at this deadline, are most likely going to be buyers. That is the honest truth. Other than that, I see the Devils doing absolutely nothing at the deadline. So we talked about the goalie situation, and uh, thank you for bringing that into light because I was not aware of that in terms of uh, what, what Mackenzie Blackwood was going through. I did hear about the agent change, but I didn't think of it from that perspective. Like, yeah, you don't usually change agents if you are satisfied with your current situation, and it would make the the scenario a little more difficult for the uh, Devils, just because, you know, I, I think Tom Fitzgerald has made it clear that his main priority at the deadline is to get a decent backup goalie, mm-hmm. and you know, or someone who is capable of starting. And it may no longer be looking for a decent backup goaltender. It may be looking for, we need to find one or two NHL-ready goaltenders right now that could get us to where we need to go. We don't know if Nico Dawes is fully 100% ready to take the reins long-term. No, he is not. No no way. way. If you're going to go off of that, and you're going into next season knowing that you need to get into the playoffs – Goaltending is such a value is such an important part of your team 
that you need to actually start taking risks and getting guys. People say that it's stupid that Devils fans want to talk about getting guys like Marc-Andre Fleury. But you know what? Fleury, despite his age, and that and you know, that's always a big concern, did win the Vesna trophy last year. Okay. And he has won several Stanley Cups. If he wants to come here, if, if, it is a big if. Huge if. Well, then what is then what is necessarily wrong with it? Because you know what? At least it elevates your goaltending to a point where maybe we could have some consistency. And I should also mention the fact that the Devils, for two years now, have called Vegas, well, they called Vegas when he was still there, called Vegas several times about Flurry. Several times. So it's very obvious that the Devils are trying desperately to figure this out. Because if they don't have goaltending, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to win the cup. They're not going to. And you saw it this year. And if the Devils are to be to be believed about, oh, we are better than our record, and he points out the goaltending, you got to figure it out. You have to figure it out. And so that's the way that I look at it. And so that is the biggest thing when it comes to this whole trade deadline that I would say keep an eye on. That That's all I got. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, getting a goaltender is the uh, main priority for the Devils at this point. But uh, I, I actually have talked about on my show, Neil, about possibly getting Marc-Andre Fleury. And um, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that, um, you know, he, he thought about retiring before. That's the issue I'm having. So it's just like, could this be another Corey Crawford type of situation where he gets to New Jersey figures that maybe it's not the best case scenario for him. And then, you know, now we're in the, we're back at square one in terms of our goaltending situation. I would say this though, Marc-Andre Fleury for the last several years has had a no uh, trade clause in his contract. And reportedly the Golden Knights have said every single time to the Devils to say, look, we would make a deal with you, but we just can't because Fleury doesn't want to go to you guys. And I understand that. And if you're Tom Fitzgerald, if you call Flurry in the offseason, who will be an unrestricted free agent at season's end, just straight up ask him. Straight up ask him two questions. Are you planning on retiring? And do you have any interest in coming to this team? And if he says, yes, I'm planning on retiring, then fine. Move away. Don't even try to convince him to, to, come, to come back into the league. That would be one thing I would say. The other thing is this. If he says no... And let's say he also says no to coming to New Jersey. Then again, leave it. Just leave it. Go do something. Go find someone else. But if by some weird situation, Flurry decides, no, I'm not retiring. And you know what? I do have some interest. Then I think he'd play ball with him. Now, would he come and play in the same division as his longtime team, the Penguins? I would say probably not. Because the Capitals, several times the last couple of weeks, have tried to see if they can acquire Flurry. And Flurry, can you imagine Flurry deciding, I'm going to go play for the rival Washington Capitals while playing against the Pittsburgh Penguins? No, he wouldn't do that. Would he? Would would people be, would Pittsburgh boo him if he played for the Devils? Maybe if, you know, he beats them every time. But it's something to keep in mind. But, but my point of all of this is, and why people, you know, are not, what people are not getting is simply that the, I'm going off of what the devils have been saying. 
And so people might say it's silly season, like like you would say, Trey, a bunch of times. But it's not really when you think about the situation that the Devils are in right now. And also the other thing is this. How many teams next season are going to need a goaltender long-term? Not that many. I know Edmonton will probably need one, no question. Uh, Minnesota potentially, but I think that they like Cam Talbot and Kapo Kakinen. I think that, honestly, if you have to get past those two questions first with a guy like Flurry, and then go from there. There's other guys out there, restricted free agents that you could maybe make a move for. I've mentioned before Alexander Georgiev of the of the Rangers. If indeed he wants to get go somewhere where he could be the number one guy, the Devils would be a prime spot for him because he could come in with NHL experience and actually be able to help us. Jonas Corposalo, who will also be a free agent at season's end, that is another guy that the Devils could very well call and look at. So there are options, but the, but it goes with priorities where the Devils are right now are goaltending, both probably starter and backup, top six scoring, and then probably veteran defensive help if they feel like that that's what they want to do. And so that's the way that I look at it. And I think a lot of things are on the table. Picks, prospects, whatever it is, because Tom Fitzgerald for the most part has established the core of this team Shows is showing progression from a scoring perspective. Defense has improved, but goaltending is this team's Achilles heel. And it's been our Achilles heel since Martin Berder retired. Just calling it like it is. Even though I do believe that Corey Schneider was one of the better goaltenders during his prime in New Jersey, he just had no help whatsoever. And so that's the unfortunate part for him. But bottom line is simply this, ladies and gentlemen. The Devils need goaltending. I don't care where you get it from. You need to do extensive research on every single guy that you think is possible as an option, including the goaltenders you have in your system and a disgruntled Mackenzie Blackwood. But if Blackwood is upset and doesn't want to be here in New Jersey anymore, you might as well make a move and move him now because he probably has a lot of value for a guy that's making just under $3 million for the rest of this season and next year, and then he'll be a restricted free agent. I just wanted to leave it on, leave it on that because um, I have to get ready for a live watch along today. I'm actually doing the Devils game today, so I'll be talking. I, I, about I appreciate you. We talked all things uh, Devils. We talked about trade deadline. We tra- talked about the overall structure of the team, the future of the team, goaltending yep. situation. You bring a different light of perspectives uh, when we, every time we do these crossovers. Neil, do you have any final thoughts before we uh, before we close up? Just simply, guys, you know, new episodes every single Monday and Thursday um, covering New Jersey Devils State Devil's State of Mind podcast. You guys can find it wherever you listen to podcast episodes. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Devil State, Instagram at Devil State of Mind, and like us on Facebook as well. And um, also make sure to go check out the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel where we do live watch alongs covering every team in the NHL. You guys can go check me out right now. I'll be on there doing the Devils game against Edmonton. So that should be, I would like to hope that it would be a fun time, but you never know with this team. Um, But make sure you guys go subscribe to that. We're almost at 1,300 subscribers, so let's do that. Also, guys, as a favor to me, please go like and subscribe to the Locked On Devils podcast YouTube channel. Uh, Trey is almost at 100 subscribers, so let's get him there. For anybody who supports the Devil State of Mind podcast, Go and support my good my good friend Trey Matthews and his uh, YouTube channel and his podcast as well. I'd really, really appreciate it, guys, 100%. Other than that, 
It could be a very busy trade deadline. It could be a dud. I guess we'll see by the time Monday at 4 o'clock hits. My money's on dud, probably. Dud. Uh, I just don't think the Devils have any room to to be making a deal. But, Neil, thanks for taking the time to do this. Everyone, check out his podcast, The Devil's State of Mind. And remember, doing a giveaway if I get to 100 subscribers by April 1st. So let's see what happens. I know Neil's the king of doing uh, giveaways. So, uh, so, you know, listen to him. All right, Neil, once again, thank you for taking the time. And we hope to see you real soon. Absolutely. I will be back on whenever you need me, my friend. Once again, thanks to Neil from the Devil State of Mind podcast. Make sure you guys follow his podcast as he gives his opinions on the New Jersey Devils. Also check out his Brooklyn Nets podcast as he recently just got that one going. So uh, once again, guys, happy trade deadline day. We'll see what happens to the Devils organization. You guys are going to hear my opinions afterwards. So really looking forward to it. It can be exciting, but at the same time, it's also nerve-wracking because you don't know what your team is going to do. For the Devils, I've said it many times, they're not in a position to be sellers, but they're not in a position to really be buyers as well. Maybe they'll be buyers in, in a sense. They try to find a diamond in the rough, but we'll see what happens. Once again, thanks for listening to my two-part uh, crossover with Neil from the Devil's State of Mind podcast. I really appreciate it, buddy. Once again, and as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. So thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.